atomize ourselves in, in our relationships. I think the relationship the relationships break down. You, you, you have to have that rhythm, and you also have to have the mm. ability to. That's why you dance with your partner. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it. You know, it's uh, the, the, that refusal to acknowledge the differences that you have with your partner. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a beautiful thing in, in the beginning of Genesis. So the the phrase that's used when uh, it talks about Eve and, and Adam is is before. So it's it's really fascinating. I mean, the whole thing is really beautifully symbolic. The that Eve never receives a name until after they're kicked out of the Garden of Eden. She she's she's called just the woman. Bro, I'm literally horny already, dude. Nothing gets me going like Bible study. Okay. All right, Hassan. All Hassan will have this 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 episode is ad hominems. Just just so you know. This is Jordan and Ben Shapiro talking about um, you know, relationships, right? And and Hassan is just like Bible I'm not horny. You know, like it's 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 ridiculous. Nothing gets me going like Bible study. Nothing gets me geared up like learning about relationships. Like hearing from the Bible, okay? It's like Hassan is being purposely obtuse, right? Of course, there's things you can learn about relationship dynamics from the Bible because the Bible was written in a conservative culture. So remnants of that conservative culture are in the Bible, which are instructive, useful things that can be used to actually make a good relationship, unlike... In modern 2023 culture, which is all like whatever. But anyway, apparently Eve is called the woman. So like she's an extension of the man. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. The most true thing that anyone has ever read. Okay. Jesus makes my pussy so wet. You have. Perfect. Thank you, Hassan, for swearing. Appreciated. No idea. Uh, actually, mm, hypothetically, Adam and Eve or the archetype for the original relationship. Um, that's why, um, hypothetically, uh, my wife was made from my ribcage. Okay, Hassan. Again, the only reason that Hassan is attractive to girls is because he's physically fit and does his beard and hair properly. He's attractive despite his beliefs, not because of them. He just thinks that, you know, it's like Rolo says, right? Um, he Hassan is the kind of like unapologetic, like feminized man. He's like, by associating with the feminine, I will be rewarded for, f- by the feminine. And you are being rewarded by the feminine despite your idiotic belief set. Because these girls are attracted to who you are physically. But I'll bet your relationships always break down over time. And it's because you aren't masculine. You just look like you should be masculine until that point and then he names her right he, he hmm. first names her and he says r slash atheist is on fuck you mean dude if you're talking about interpersonal relationships and you go back to the fucking bible then yeah i'm gonna make fun of that that's not r slash atheism right which is a derivative of ish which is the same word just add a hey at the end um, because that's how he sees her she's a derivative of him she's she's just an object for him to use oh my god okay Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Guys, newly, newly revamped weekly content posting. Just go there. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Go there and subscribe. Uh, you can also drop me a donation like uh, Tom M here. Shoutouts to him. Link is in the description. 
Alright, let's continue. It's about to get spicy, guys. Real spicy. God, wait, I was just joking. He's literally doing that. Oh my god. Oh my god, I was just joking. Oh my god, I literally made that up as a joke. And he literally just said that. What the fuck? That is absolutely insane. Yeah, so by the way, uh, the, why is it insane? Right? Why is it insane? It's insane because Hassan is so steeped in the feminine imperative, he can't possibly say something like, girls are an extension of a man. Okay, saying that they're an object for the man to use, that's a little, that's a little extreme, admittedly. They're not just objects, but, but like, you know, although women see men as status objects, so, you know, whatever. But anyway, wow. That is an insane fucking place to go. Uh, and that's why she ends up talking to the snake, because if, you, if you're seen as an object by somebody, why would you want to talk with them? You're not an independent human being. And it's only and That's after, why you don't want to dance with someone who only has sexual gratification on it, their mind. It, exactly. And, and then she, she sins, they're kicked out, and then he renames her Eve, right? Adam calls her Eve. Okay, so hold she's on. the mother so, of so all the slaves. So the first the name is given by who? Adam? Adam. Yeah, Adam. So he, he names, he's naming all the animals. Yeah, right? yeah. And then it says that... And that's given no, them a reality, a semantic reality. Right, and then he, and then God says none of these partners are... And, Adam can't find a partner. Right, they're not suitable. And he says, so I'm going to give you a help. You need a woman, not a, right, dog, not right. a pet dog. Exactly. He says, you need a helpmate. But the, yeah. the phrase that's used is Azer Konegdo. So it's, it's translated helpmate. Yeah. What it actually means is a helper against you. Oh. That's, that's what it actually means in Hebrew. Azer Konegdo, right? So, so there's an adversarial element in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a very powerful idea. And actually very true. Relationships are adversarial. They are. Because the bedroom fun strategies of men and women are adversarial. For one to win, the other has to lose. So here's what I mean. Men are polygamous. Women are serially monogamous, right? So if you're in a monogamous relationship, you're actually favoring the girl. You are going against your own proclivities, right? Benefiting her. Now, marriage also benefits women because you're giving her what? You're giving her stability, you're giving her protection and provisioning, right? And what is she giving you? She's giving you sole access to her. I mean, that's, that's, the, you know, that's the old deal. Nowadays, it's more like she has a kid with another guy and then she marries you and you take care of the, the pieces, right? But before it used to be, you marry at 20, you get her best years to have children with her, then she gets your best years. That's the trade. Um, and you also don't get to, you know, you don't get to sleep around like you want, right? That's, that's, the, that's the trade, right? But the trade is getting worse and worse for men, right? Because these girls aren't marrying until they're 30. So they, they're giving their best years to an alpha male. And then, and then later on, they're like, oh, you saved me from my bad decisions. But in a marriage, uh, sorry, in, even in a long-term relationship, it's adversarial, right? It's helper against you. So it's you you have to like effectively you have to teach the girl how to treat you because she's inherently going to be destructive to your leadership. She's gonna oppose you and fight against you and struggle against you and shit test and and uh and complain and and if you submit to all of the demands, what actually happens is you're destroyed, and because she's an extension of you, she's destroyed. 
So by nature, she's going to question you. She's going to push against you. And by nature, if you allow that pushing to totally destroy you and you become an extension of her, your life is over and so is hers because she's supposed to be an extension of you. A happy man is a good relationship. Happy woman is a sad man and also a destroyed relationship. uh, That's Patrice O'Neill, by the way. And the reason is because if a girl is totally happy, it means you have totally submitted to a frame. Girl will never be totally happy. And in trying to change you to make herself totally happy, she it actually maintains the tension that you need for bedroom fun. <laughs> it's and it's kind of ridiculous, but that's that's how it is, guys. Because what 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 you know what that's makes- right. That's why I always said women are the dragon of chaos. Women be shopping, am I right? Ben. They are the dragon of. Okay, anyway. These women, there's an adversarial nature to the relationship. There is. That's why us boys, we must stick together. Us men. Oh my God. That's not what they're talking about. It's not why men should stick together. Though it is why men make better friends with men than women. And it's also why women can't be, like men and women can't actually be friends. And actually, even women can't actually be friends. Because women are adversarial with each other. They, They don't actually form alliances like men do they don't love each other like men do ironically right it's it's like they smile and pretend and virtue signal but underneath all that they're enemies whereas men they'll like you know crap talk each other they'll uh, give each other a hard time they'll they'll make jokes at each other's expense and actually they love each other underneath all that that's how it is Liberate your sh- uh, you liberate yourselves as men from the shackles of oppression. Stop hanging out with women. Stop it. Yeah, g- don't hang out with girls as friends, guys. Girls are terrible. They make t- for terrible friends. For men. Men in general make much better friends. I mean, of course, you could get a very masculine woman who's into other girls and she she could be like like a guy effectively, right? But that's that's not what I'm discussing here. I'm I'm talking about a you know a normal girl. Normal girl and normal guy, average normal like what you see when you think of that. They should not be friends. It's relationship or you know, bedroom fun, you know, friends with benefits, whatever, which is not really a friendship, it's just, you know, getting together and sleeping together. Or make friends with guys. And actually being in groups of men with just men and no girls in there is actually really, really good for, for, for the men. There's, there's better person idea is the called, adversarial element. There's this idea in neurophysiology called opponent processing. It's really cool. So if you want to move your hand really smoothly this way, mm-hmm. you can do it like that. But it's nowhere near as smooth as if you do this. You can be absolutely precise. So you really tense this hand against this mm-hmm, hand, and mm-hmm. then this one relents a little bit. It's absolute precision. And so that adversarial process, you imagine that women and men are slightly different temperamentally, or even quite a bit different. Well, you're trying to hit the mark, but the mark moves. And so how do you hit it? Well, you hit it with this adversarial process. And you do that with kids. When, and when you're negotiating in the house, too, it's like, well, you think this and I think this. And, and that's why when you fundamentally refuse to acknowledge the difference between the sexes, you lose the Azer connecto. I don't understand. So, like, 
But like LGBT relationships are out, by the way. They're not. They're not talking about those. They're talking about traditional relationships. They're not talking about that. Just because a person talks about something else, like, okay. If the dynamic between men and women is X, and they're talking about that dynamic, it doesn't mean that um the dyna- like a different dynamic doesn't exist and that they're not acknowledging it or that they're shutting it down. That's not what they're talking about. It's a totally different topic. They're focusing on one specific topic. It doesn't mean that they're talking about a different topic. So no, Hassan, that's that's a logical fallacy. It's like um it's like you say, the sky is blue. And the person says, so you're saying it's not red? No, I'm saying the sky is blue. We're not talking about the redness of the sky. We're talking about the blueness of the sky. You see? Specificness. Specificity of conversation. Okay. Uh, let's read an article by Rolo here. This is Game and Circumstance. Uh, so here's a quote. Don't be maddie. It's not our fault you were born without the sport bedroom funning, bedroom funning gene. Come on. At the start of July 2011, a month before I began this blog in earnest, I took a backpacking trip through the Great Smoky Mountains of Tennessee and North Carolina. This was due to my desire to unplug, go off the grid, and get back into the real face-to-face world. It was only for 10 days, but well worth it. It was an educational experience meeting people, most of whom have very little online presence beyond using Twitter or Facebook occasionally. I didn't have cell service most of the hike. People I met along the way, and I'll put this politely, were salt-of-the-earth people. Some were other hikers, others were people who lived and worked in the few surrounding communities. It was good to reaffirm my ability to survive on my own and realize there's a whole world of men out there who live well, far beyond the influence of men who've never mowed their own lawns, much less lived by their own wit in the country. Guys who build muscle by working outdoors, not in the gym. I met beautiful women who worked in small diners you'll never hear of. I fished rivers and streams for dinner some nights, and I saw fireflies for the first time. I grew up in Southern California. It's a novelty. At some point, I think men need to get back to their primal nature. They need to embrace it fearlessly and without shame. We're far too insulated by the buffers of technology. Even the more belligerent rednecks I encountered still preferred to text their girlfriends and came off as weak for doing so. I guess what I've come to realize is that we tend to view what we know about what men and women from the experience we have reported to us from all over the world on blogs, forums, and the manosphere. And I still endorse the purpose of its unwritten mission. However, this trip reaffirmed for me that there's no substitute for real interaction. Game will work equally well with the cute blonde serving coffee in a rural diner as it would with the club girl in New York City. Of course, that's... Of course. Both are equally given to the same feminine fundamentals we've untangled about women in this sphere for over a decade. But the one we tend to use as a female archetype is a typical club girl. Daisy Duke is still subject to hypergamy. She just applies it differently. I'm not turning into Roosh, but I'm considering burning a couple months doing the entire Appalachian Trail all the way to Maine. In my day-to-day life, I deal with a lot of rich men. Every patron or boss, every general manager I've dealt with for the past 15 years has been a millionaire. The primary owner of one of my liquor brands is, is that many times over. None of the business friends I shoot golf with have weeded their own lawns or installed a radiator in 20 plus years. When I was on the trail, I thought about how ridiculous it would be to see a guy like that or some PUA guru having to dig his own toilet and take a dump in the woods or hoist his pack in a tree so damn bears donate the food he's got for the next three days. These guys are insulated. I want to run and fight and have bedroom fun as well as I deal with the civilized things I do. Imagine a guy like Mystery wringing out the sweat and filth of his clothes in a stream somewhere. Now that's hilarious. 
Game and circumstance. I start off with this today because this experience wasn't just humbling, but also taught me what I experienced day to day isn't all uh, isn't at all what a majority of men experience. My past, my end count, my 18-year marriage, and what I do professionally sets me apart in a way I sometimes don't appreciate or take into consideration when I'm advising men. It's also very humbling and affirming when I receive emails or comments from men living in countries I've only seen in pictures who nevertheless share a common male experiences uh, male experience that reinforces many of the things I write about. But even within that commonality, I have to remember, my circumstance is not theirs. I walk through a casino almost every day now and I see the same people. Not the fun glamour you see in commercials or ads about Las Vegas. That's usually night promos. But the real people, the overweight, housekeeping and table crew, the geriatrics spending their savings and social security on a hope they'll win something significant, the desperate and the people just looking for a distraction. I walk by some of these men and think, how is game going to help a guy like this? What I do believe that game is universally beneficial on many levels, primarily between the genders but not exclusively, there's a point where that improvement is going to be limited by a guy's circumstance, where he's in life and what he's made of it so far. It's a manosphere cliche now, but most men aren't ready for the RP. The RP awareness is simply too much for them to accept within the context of their circumstance. That circumstance isn't based on age or a particular demographic, but game is only going to be as liberating for a man in as far as he's willing to accept it in terms of his own circumstance. Not just bedroom fun. Game gets a lot of misconstrued criticism in that ignorant critics presume game only ever equals PUA and that those guys are only interested in sleeping with as many low-esteem garden tools as humanly possible. It's much more difficult for them to confront that game is far more than this and applicable within relationships, in the workplace, and even in their family dealings. That's kind of scary for men comfortable in living within their own context and circumstance. Sport bedroom fun isn't what most men think it is because they've never experienced anything beyond serial monogamy, nor is it what most 80% plus beta men even have the capacity to actualize for themselves. But as game has evolved, it isn't just about spinning plates or sport bedroom fun. It's more encompassing than this. Game is, or should be, for the everyman. He only wants me for bedroom fun, or I need to be sure he's interested in me and not just bedroom fun, or the admonishments of women who really have no introspective interest in how a majority of men really approach becoming intimate with women. Oh, it makes for a good rationale when women finally get, uh, want to get things right with the provider. But even the excuse belies the lack of how most men organize their lives to accommodate women's schedules of mating. Mostly to the detriment, the vast majority of men follow a deductive but anti-seductive beta game plan of comfort, identification, familiarity, and patience with women in the hopes that what they will hear is women tell them um, that they want intimacy with them. Their beta game plan is in fact to prove that they are interested in it for the bedroom fun in order to get to a point of having bedroom fun with a particular girl and obviously that doesn't work. Alright, back to this video here. You know what I mean? Like, just, uh, boys, sorry. I was just kidding. A relationship with another man, with a man. Well, there's no adversary, there's no adversarial nature there. And there. Yes, there is. But they're not talking about that either. Men are, by, you know, the way they behave, they're competitive and cooperative simultaneously, right? And actually, funnily enough, so are men and women in a relationship, right? Uh, what's actually funny is that uh, women are actually always competitive. Always competitive with their man, trying to, you know, crap test him and control the frame of the relationship. And with each other, they're trying to basically push the other girls down so that Chad will choose them. That's effectively their 
so they get with their friends because more attractive girls together is actually more attractive to men um, because of the cheerleader effect, right? And then they try to push each other down. No, choose me, Chad, when he would choose all of them if he could, right? Therefore, it's not smooth. Okay, I saw. Part of that, you lose that, that opposition that that's, that's yeah. necessary. That's also, a, see, my wife has a more masculine temperament than me, and she's really low in politeness, which is an aspect of agreeableness. And it makes her quite formidable as a combatant. And sometimes uh, in our life, she's, she'll say things that are so out. Wait, oh my God. I'm learning so much about the way Jordan Peterson is, right? Yeah, his wife doesn't like him very much. Uh, his wife is... Basically, his wife is the is the girl that had her fun and settled for Jordan, which is why she's so rude to him. A girl wouldn't dare be rude uh, with with a guy that she actually respected. She would respect him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, look, somebody said in the comments, JP Beta. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. He's a he's a beta male for sure. It's funny because if he were if his marriage were to end, with one hundred percent certainty. Like a 22-year-old, 25-year-old girl would find him as an alpha, right? And he would actually have a better dynamic than with his wife. But anyway, until he wrecks it by being the same way he was with his wife, right? But anyway, that's the idea. Right now, there's a there's just a multitude of self-reports uh, being unlocked in the JP lore currently. That, well, it usually makes me laugh. Like in an intense fight, she'll say like three of the worst insults you could possibly imagine. And it'll make me laugh. <laughs> what? Yeah, that would be a relationship killer. Oh my god! But also, um, the okay. Do do you guys know what the evolutionary purpose of laughter is? Laughter is for breaking tension. So when a person is laughing, what they're actually doing is surrendering. Yeah. And it's it's hard sometimes to deal with her because of this more aggressive element. But it was also something that really attracted me towards her because she's no pushover. Because she's masculine. But masculine is not attractive because masculine is not feminine. So, sorry, Jordan. And she's got this, like, she's got a kind of a knife-like sense of humor that mm -hmm. comes out quite often. And so I really like the combat of element. That actually sounds like a very cancerous relationship. To it. And that's part of what keeps a relationship dynamically alive. So that's very cool. So that's the first name. And so the, so he, he first that explains why his daughter is the way she is, right? Why she's so masculine, disagreeable, and, you know, strong, independent boss babe. It's because her mom is that way. Sir Isha, and says, because God's going to give her his Azer Connecto. And then after the whole element with the with And he called, okay, so God's... Bro, I'm sorry. But if you watch this, you're never getting pussy, okay? That's just an ad hominem attack. Like, any, like, you're watching it, so, <laughs> like, uh, so, no. But anyway, um, none of this is really that helpful for relationships so far. It's just, like, Jordan telling on himself and, oh, no, 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 the, they, they talked about the, um, like, like how uh, relationships are adversarial. Yeah, that, that is actually useful, useful to know. But their interpretation of it is actually bad. Like, you shouldn't be constantly fighting with your girl. And she shouldn't be, like, you know, uh, like, adversarial and competitive. Like, th that's, th these aren't feminine traits. <laughs> these are, yeah, anyway. If you're a dude and you're like, oh, God, I am so fucking horny. Like, I am down bad. Hassan, like, wh like, what, what are you talking about right now? 
Relationship doesn't mean getting laid instantly. Like I, like, I don't even know what he's getting at. He's just like, Hassan is so off the mark here. He's on a different planet. I'm down abysmal. I'm down cataclysmically. I need to fucking learn about how to get bitches. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't watch this video. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's read this uh, Reddit post here. Uh, relationship advice posted two hours ago. What do I, 24 male, have to do with my GF26 female? By the way, that's a red flag. If the girl is older, you already know. It's already, it's already in the title. For the past two months, I've been dating this girl. Things were okay until Christmas. We bumped into her ex back then. And ever since, she became more distant. So you know exactly what the deal is. He is the alpha, you're the beta. She finally shared she can't get over him. She literally just told you the dynamic. You're the beta, he's the alpha. Leave, get another girl. She also said she's not sure about her feelings about me, needs time to figure it out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah, and then in this time, she's going to go sleep with the, with the guy. After extensive asking, she told me she had feelings for me before the bump we had with her ex, but she doesn't feel that way for me since then. I told her she still loves him, but she declined. I asked, I asked her if she did. She said she hates him for what he'd done to her and she would never go back to him. Then she said she wants to be with me. I mean, guys, what more needs to be said? Everything that, that needed to be said was already said. She doesn't love you. She doesn't, she's not interested in you. She's interested in that guy. You're a placeholder. Uh, but I'm confused. From one side, she's not sure about her feelings. On the other side, she wants to continue to be with me. I haven't blamed her for anything. Just try to be as understanding as possible. But I'm not sure what to do. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Get out. Get a girl who sees you as number one. Because you are in a relationship She's favored, not you. So you need to get your money's worth, as it were. I guess she sees I'm a nice guy who's always there for her, and logically I'm the right choice, but I feel like emotionally, from her heart, she doesn't want me in that way. Yeah, you, you, you got it. Your subconscious understands. She loves you, but she's not in love with you, as they say. Okay, um, eight upvotes. On one hand, you've only been dating for a short amount of time. On the other hand, you've been, you've been sent a clear signal that this is a messy situation. If it was me, I would remove myself and simply advise that you don't want to be an unclear choice for her. That's right. Yeah. She's welcome to take some time to sort it out, come back to you with clarity, but otherwise you need to be in a non-ambivalent romantic situation for your own whatever. Like, here's what I would say. I'm not number one. Cool. See ya. Go enjoy being with a guy you're actually attracted to. Have fun. That's it. All right, guys, we're going to end the video there. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog, just newly revamped, posting content weekly, guys. Just go there and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You can also drop me a donation like Tom M here, shout outs to him. The link is in the description. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my video, especially if you listen to the end. You guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves. And I will see you next time.